0: My intention for this podcast is for your listeners to walk away knowing and connecting to the queen or the king that they are truly within, because if it's possible for me and all my clients, it's absolutely possible for anybody that is listening, and that is my promise to you. You would deeply love your body and yourself because you are who you are. I have big legs, I have cellulite on my legs, that's okay, I used to hate that.
1: What's up, Style Nation? Welcome back to the Style for Life podcast. It's Katie here. I am so glad that you have chosen to tune in today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I know that there's a thousand other podcasts to be listening to, but you are here and I am forever grateful. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. To my OGs, And my newbies, who are maybe tuning in for the first time, you're in for a ride. (laughs) Um, I love podcasting, and I'm just so grateful that you guys are here for, like, another damn episode, episode 209. Like, I cannot believe here we are this many years later with 200 episodes. I remember thinking, how the fuck could I even record nine episodes, much less 209 episodes? So as you guys know, my mission with this show is to always share inspirational stories around mental wellness, style, body confidence, all the things that help us live amazing lives in style. Like we deserve to feel good on a daily basis and that has been mission of mine since 2019. Not that I'm fucking murdering it, but you know, it's a game that we're forever playing. So, you know, it never ends. And that's something that I'm constantly learning and trying to master is that I'm never going to hit this pinnacle point where like things just get easy. It's the everyday micro actions. It's the coming to the podcast weekly. It's me recording and releasing the podcast weekly. And that's why I love podcasting so much is it's really created a space and I hope you feel the same way for to hold some accountability for myself, for you guys, for everyone listening that this is a journey, right? It is a journey in the micro actions and the things that we do daily that continue to create the joy and happiness that can be life if we allow it to be. So when you show up every week, I hope that I am delivering inspiration, solutions, strategies, and above all else, a little bit of motherfucking fun to make your week that much better. That being said. Today's guest is definitely a fun one, definitely an inspirational one. And this episode is full, full of mindset shifts and strategies that you can implement today around body confidence. So this is actually a repeat guest. It's Victoria Kleinsman. It's one of my favorite um, English friends. I love her fucking accent. I know that sounds so fucking cliche American, but oh my God. And I just love the way she talks. Not her accent, but the way she talks, her ideas, the her mindset shifts, like some of her mindset shifts that she shared in this episode. We recorded this probably about a month ago. I've literally been implementing and thinking about on a daily basis. So when I tell you that like today is good, it's good. I love her sense of humor. I love her personality. And she's so fucking candid with her journey. So Victoria is a food, freedom, and body love coach, right? She's recovering from many different um, eating disorders, anorexia, bulimia, just all the things that can happen in our minds when it comes to food. And I'm sure that this one... It's super relatable for many, many people, even if you technically haven't been diagnosed as having an eating disorder or recovering from one. Food is a place that probably provides a lot of us fucking anxiety. And the way that she delivers this message is in such a fun, connected way. And that's why I fucking love it. Like when I personally have a hard time bringing people on the podcast who have experienced really big traumas, like eating disorders and things like that. Cause I'm like, Oh, I feel like I'm balancing. I love to live in this space of like, things are fun. My brand is fun. I like to have fun. And you guys know, I like to go deep. That's what I love about Victoria though, is she can talk about this in such a way that's very vulnerable, but super fucking relatable, not doom and gloom. And like, yeah, this is the real deal of it. And also like make make you laugh at the same time. So we really focus around building body confidence, right? Because at the end of the day, that's what this is. It's the way we perceive ourselves, the confidence we have around ourselves, this habit that we've created around food and such. And it's really, really, really fucking juicy. So the emphasis of the show is focusing on the stages of body confidence, navigating them, like what's the difference between body acceptance, body neutrality, and body positivity. And we break all of that down. She shares some really, really, really good tips. Because no matter where you're at in this journey, again, just like I was talking about, just like life in general, we all have setbacks. We all have Um, times when we're killing it. And then we all have times where we're like, fuck this. And we're like flipping tables, (laughs) right? But she shares really, really amazing strategies that she uses with her clients that since this podcast, I have been able to use with my clients. If there's not one thing I've learned in styling is it has nothing to do with the clothes. It has everything to do with our self-perception, how we see ourselves, confidence, confidence, that we have in our bodies on putting the clothes on, of being seen, of not being seen, just like it's nothing to do with the clothes. It's everything to do with our mindset habits. And I believe same, right? When it comes to food, at least that's been my experience. And you guys know, I joke and I talk about this a long time, a lot is I take my experience of finding food so fucking overwhelming. I don't know why, but I just have this thing of like, every time I open the refrigerator, (sighs) like, here we go again. What am I going to eat? I want to make a good decision, but I feel overwhelmed by the decisions. And it just feels overwhelming to me because I'm being bombarded with information around good food and bad food. And there's no such thing as good food and bad food and blah, blah, blah. And I think that's how a lot of people feel when they open their fucking closets. They're like, here we go again. So just like I eat the same things and fucking repeat because it's easy for me people wear the same outfits on repeat and we don't let ourselves play. We don't let ourselves experience, um, experiment and be curious around things. So I really find this um, episode really, really fascinating as we talk about this journey of food and body confidence. And like I said, she shares a mirror trick on how to talk to yourself in the mirror in a kind, loving way that will blow your mind. So you definitely want to tune in for today. And she also has a podcast as well. We'll share all of this on the episode today. But again, it's just, if you love going deep and like learning, but having so much fun at the same fucking time, like you don't even know that you're like learning amazing mindset shifts. This fucking episode is for you. We have so much fun. She's literally one of my favorite people to podcast with. That's why I'm having her back on the podcast again for the second time. And before I hand you over... Victoria, in today's episode, I want to give you guys one last reminder that the Shop by a Stylist spring book is out. So it is out this week, it will be out through all of spring, but this week it is still $29. And if you buy it before Wednesday, $29, and you get 10 days free trial into the Style Squad. So if you've been listening to me talk about the Style Squad over the last six weeks, two months, three months, On the podcast, and you're kind of interested, but you were not ready to commit. This is a great opportunity to get the style book, right? Get all the outfit formulas that are in the style book. Get a full spring trends report. Get access to the digital closet. Ask me questions in the digital closet. These are shopped, done for you outfits, right? So you can get really stylish and practical. The number one testimonial that I've been getting from people who buy in the book and my ladies in the style squad are fuck, Katie, this is so easy. And these are outfits that I love. And now I feel put together. And one of my clients is going on a trip to Florida. And she was like, I was surprised of how many of these pieces I actually did have in my closet. And I just wasn't mixing and matching them the way that you've mixed and matched them in the book. And I feel like I have a whole new fucking wardrobe to go to Florida. And I didn't even have to buy anything. So it's a game changer for sure. So if you haven't gotten the book, and you want that experience, and you've been like, "Mm, I don't know if I want to be in the Style Squad or not, this is a perfect opportunity to get both, right? 10 days in Style Squad. In those 10 days, you get to see and meet all the ladies in Style Squad. There's fucking some amazing, badass ladies in there. And you get to join us for our live Spring Style master class where we go through these trends. And it's an opportunity for you guys to pop on the call and ask me live your very specific questions. The other amazing thing about the Style Squad is you get to drop Pictures of outfits that you have and ask for suggestions. The ladies are constantly dropping in pictures of their outfits and asking, like, I have this jacket. What's the spring version of it that I should get? And people are having so much fun just answering and coming up with new ideas. And I have one boutique business owner that's like dropping the outfits in and asking for new things. But it's not just about outfits. That's just what we're focusing on right now because the weather's turning and that's a big point in our lives when the seasons turn, our outfits turn. But we're also having guest speakers come in to talk about handling and manager overwhelm. We're having a bunch of money conversations because I am firmly rooted in the belief that women need to make more money so that we can have more power in our society. And in the country that we live in, money is power. I mean, it is what it is. I'm going to call it like it fucking is, right? We live in a capitalistic country where money is power. And I am on a mission to help women feel more confident and make more money through their style, yes. But through bringing in women that I know that are working on this and teaching on this all the time. So there's so much fucking juice going on in that style squad. There's so much good stuff. Yes, clothes. Yes, lifestyle. So if you're feeling like you're ready to break out of status quo and you're looking for a new crew, a dope one, a funny one, a passionate one, a curious one where you can show up and ask questions. One of the number one rules we had on our kickoff call is, we are curious. We don't cancel. If you come in here with a question, this is the space that you get to ask those questions and look for support, not judgment. So I'm loving it. Everybody's loving it. Go guard the book, $29 until Wednesday. Then it goes up to 37. Shoot me a DM or an email if you have questions. I'm more than happy to answer all your questions. If you need some clarification, you'll get 10 days into the style squad. Stay tuned. Listen to today's episode. Victoria's a dream. She's a queen. She's amazing. You're going to love this. And you don't have to ever have experience eating disorder to glean the fucking gems from today's episode. Like I said, there's mindset shifts and one-liners in here that are going to rock your world. All right, Style Nation, I'm going to hand you over to today's episode with Victoria Kleinsman on how to navigate the stages of body confidence and feel fucking amazing every damn day because you deserve it. I'll see you on the flip side. Victoria, Queen Victoria, thank you so much for being on my show again for the second time. You are welcome. Thank you for having me, Katie. Honestly,
0: super excited for this juicy conversation and to be in your presence as always.
1: As always, like I told you, I just have the chills. I was super excited to chat with you again. You know, I was like, comeback comeback on the podcast and I was looking forward to it. But until I saw you pop up and it says Queen Victoria Kleinsman, I was just like, <laughs> God damn, I love that girl. Like, you know how you just forget how much you really like someone until you're like around them. You're like, I love them. I love the idea of them. And then you're with them and you're like, I love them.
0: Thank you and you know I can I can stand here unapologetically and have my name on Zoom as Queen Victoria Kleinsman because I love myself now it's been a heck of a journey but confidence shines from within right and self-love co- contrary to what society tells us self-love is not selfish self-love is not arrogant it's being unapologetically authentically, yourself from a place of love and wholeness mm-hmm. in my opinion
1: I love that I love that so much that also brings up something else for me I'm just gonna say it and then we're gonna save it is this idea I was thinking about this, this morning when I was working out is this idea of like bragging and like how hard it is to celebrate yourself because we've connected that to bragging but then that's also yeah. and for me it's one of the reasons I don't see myself as, as awesome as I am because every time I accomplish something I just like let it roll through me and then that I think hurts a little bit of that confidence and that self love, but how did you? I love that. Like I'm the queen, and I can say that because I love myself. How did you get <laughs> there?
0: How did I get here? Well, a heck of a journey. I'll keep a long story short. Because if anyone's interested, I think I shared my journey in full on the first episode we recorded. So, of course, okay. go back and listen to that. But it looks like anorexia bulimia, binge eating disorder, abuse, self-hate, self-harm, actually, suicidal thoughts, depression, Mm. hating myself in the mirror, including when I was doing fitness modeling. So I had at one point, air quotes, the perfect body, whatever the hell that even means. And I liked my physical appearance at that time, but I never felt enough. It was never good enough. And I was in the hellhole of the bulimia at that point. So in order to come from where I've come from, and this started from the age of nine, to be where I am today at the age of 35 when recording this, to genuinely, wholeheartedly love who I am and like the way I look. Not every day, but that's not important to me anymore because self-love, body love is... It goes deeper than just loving your aesthetic appearance. But I also appreciate and celebrate my body and experiment with fashion. And my intention for this podcast is for your listeners to walk away knowing and connecting to the queen or the king that they are truly within. Because it's possible. if it's possible for me and all my clients, it's absolutely possible for anybody that is listening. And that is my promise to you.
1: Mm. I love you so much. Thank you for sharing all of that. It sounds like no one is more fit for this conversation than you. I mean, I personally know that already, Um, but I can't wait to dive in. That's a lot to overcome. So I know that today will be full of juicy goodness. So thank you. It will. It will. You're welcome. It's my pleasure. (laughs) So I want to talk about when we were uh, emailing back and forth and I have like a little form for the podcast um, just to make sure that I have what everyone's photos and what they want to be called and all these fun things. And one of the questions on there, they're almost like trick questions, right? And I know they irritate the shit out of people. It's like, who's your style icon? Because it just, it just helps me like, you know, research. Like how do people see fashion and style at, and the role in their life? Because my big mission with it is, well, yes, I love aesthetics I also because I love them so much they impact me so deeply that I really feel like part of my mission is to see how people can use this as a tool and I think it's been weaponized plenty of times and for a long time and like that's a whole nother fucking uh podcast (laughs) episode that's a whole nother podcast channel um (laughs) But I think it's, for me, it's all part of that reclamation. And to me, it's just a tool. It's just like working out. Like my relationship with working out now is actually more, it helps me so much more mentally and emotionally. And then I feel like my body changing or my body composition is just like the a bonus to the how I'm feeling. And I feel like the same about clothes right now. So your question that are the what you wrote to me the question was like um I can't even remember the fucking question all I remember is what the fucking <laughs> that you wrote was confidence is the sexiest thing you can wear and I was like oh god I love her It is so true mm. No nope, go ahead yeah just t- talk about that for a second for me like what when you read that and you wrote that like what comes up for you in that space Because I've been
0: all different body shapes and sizes my li- in my life so far. Now I'm just staying the same because I'm at my natural set point weight. I eat what I want. I'm no longer in the eating disorder. And so having been bigger, smaller, in between, whatever, if you don't feel confident within yourself and within your body, it doesn't matter what body size you are and what you wear, you will not feel confident enough. So I remember being tiny with a six-pack And still worrying about where my jeans were sitting on my tummy, were they pulled up enough? How did I look like when I was sitting down? It just consumes your whole life. But now in a bigger body, I'm still the thin ideal, by the way. I I, I do acknowledge that I fit under the umbrella of thin privilege and I want to acknowledge that. But in in the body I have now, which is a way bigger body than, well, 30, 40 pounds heavy than what I used to be, I own my curves and I own myself. And I know I'm not perfect. I mean, nobody is. And I know I have cellulite and all of the things that natural women have. But because I accept it fully and love who I am, that just shines through. And so then you can use it with clothing, right? So if you feel confident naked in your own skin, then when whatever you put on top of that, so style, clothes, it's just got this extra spark to it. And like, honestly, have you ever seen someone who maybe wasn't wearing something that you liked? Maybe you were like, oh, I don't like that. Maybe her body wasn't society's ideal, but the way she fucking walked Mm -hmm. and held herself and her vibe, you wanted that. Like, wow, I don't like her look. I don't like her body, but boy, do I like, I'm I'm magnetized towards her that's confidence and self-love it shines from within no matter what you're wearing Mm, I love
1: that so much and speaking of it from a stylist standpoint like I love one of the things people always come at me with is like body shape tips colors what colors am I allowed to wear what Mm -hmm. clothes am I allowed to wear and I have to remember that my job is to meet people where they're at but what I feel about that is if you like it, fucking wear it, right? Because I yes. never want to put you in a box. And I never want to say, with well, that skin tone, honey, I would never wear mustard yellow. I mean, we could do that all day, but if mustard yellow makes you feel like a fucking queen and it makes you walk in this room and it makes me think, damn, I want to be by her. I don't even know why. I just want like, can I go touch her shoulder? <laughs> like, I just want to know her. Yeah. Then wear the fucking mustard yellow. So I love that you said that. Now, I think in order to get to that space, we have to start in a box. Like, so I do think there's a space and time for those like strategies because once I know them, then I can break out of them. So speaking Mm -hmm. of that, how did you get to this space? Like, what are the things that, so I'd love to like do the journey backwards a little bit. What are the things that you do every day that are non-negotiables for you to feel that level of confidence on a daily basis?
0: Yeah, I want to, I'll speak to that. Last question first. And I want to bring an analogy in to really help get my point across. So my non-negotiables now where I'm at in food, freedom and body love, is to take make sure I'm taking time for me and I'm not rushing here, there, and everywhere, because it's important. I see my body not as a separate identity to me, but as like my best friend, as a vessel to experience life in. So it's important that I take time to be with her whether that's a walk in nature, just sitting for 20 minutes, staring at the window with a cup of tea, just to be in my body. Because if we live in our heads too much, we're so disconnected from ourselves and we lose touch with even physical cues like hunger cues. Are you tired? How do you feel emotionally? So I actually take time to check in with myself every day and say, how do I feel physically in my body today? Have I got any aches and pains, etc.? How do I feel emotionally in my body today? Because the emotions manifest as a physical feeling within our bodies that they're, they're created in the brain, but they transmute into the body. And so just asking those questions gets me in and embodied into my body and mm-hmm. taking time for quiet time and to connect to nature they're my non-negotiables to be embodied. I'm mean, going to have a ton that I'm going to share today, but I want to speak to this analogy that I'm just going to use that just randomly came to me. I hope this is really going to help so many. When I first started my journey, I hated my body. I hated the way I looked. I hated looking in the mirror so much. I was so overwhelmed by shame and panic because of what I looked like. Panic because. Oh my god, like I'm in this body, this isn't okay. It, it honestly, Katie felt like a matter of life or death because I hated the way I looked. Mm. But I couldn't leave my body. I didn't want to physically die. It was this overwhelming, all encompassing feeling of shame and panic. Mm. And I hated that. And so at that stage, I first had to start practicing neutrality, acceptance fight letting go of fighting reality because acceptance doesn't mean you approve of something Mm. it just means you give up fighting reality
1: I like that thank you for that reminder
0: you are welcome I had to start there so it's like having a glass an empty glass and me giving you the glass with let's say do you use ounces or milliliters ounces ounces so this might not fit because I'm not American but let's say I give you a
1: glass you do you queen you you teach I use ounces
0: it's easier to say (laughs) if I give you a glass which I haven't got right now and I say Katie here's a glass with two ounces of water in it and I give you that whether or not you like the glass or not whether or not you like the fact there's two ounces in there it is what it is No matter how much you stare at the glass, hate the glass, wish it was fuller, wish it was more empty, wish it was a different shape, wish it was a different color, the glass is going to be a glass with with two ounces of water in it. Mm -hmm. So that's how I had to start with my body. It was my body is what it is. I can't change it in this second. I have a choice. I can either choose to continue fighting reality and hating myself, and wishing it was different, I'm planning a diet, and all the things that so many listeners will be able to resonate with, that's a choice. I could either choose that, or I could choose to accept it is what it is. And then the embodiment of acceptance is surrender. And when you truly surrender, oh, What a great feeling. It doesn't necessarily mean you'll be jumping and skipping around and being like, I'm so happy and full of joy. That comes next. The first thing you have to get to is acceptance and then surrender. This is the way it is. And then when you're in that peace, that calm, that quietude of surrender, then you can choose to think positive. Then you can choose to make changes, but only from that place. Mm. So I'll let you... Ask anything you want to ask now before I go into the next stage of the glass slash body
1: analogy to get to where I am now. Uh, That was amazing. I want you to keep going. I really love the reminder and I, and the thing that's coming up for me is I absolutely see how this applies to my body, but I and this is why I love clothes too. It's like I absolutely see how this applies to fucking everything. I'm like, oh, here are these eight other things that are pissing me off right now. Oh yes. That have nothing to do with my body. But I what I love about this is like you said, like my body is how I experience this planet. And mm-hmm. if I can master these t- skills, reminders, techniques, strategies with my body, then I can take them and apply them to the other things that are outside of me that I actually don't have as much control over. So well, we actually only have
0: control over how we choose to respond to life and our thoughts. Mm -hmm. That's literally it. We think as humans, we want to control everything because it feels safe to us. We think we have control over more than we actually have control over. The only things we have control over are the thoughts that come into our brain automatically. We get to choose if we believe those thoughts and how we choose to respond to those thoughts or a life event, like if someone dies or if something happens, we get to pause and see the perception of that event, which is going to make us feel the most peaceful, loving, whatever and we get to choose how to respond to that that's literally all we get to control and so if we I mean honestly Katie the biggest life lesson I've learned so far is acceptance and surrender in in every sense of the word with everything not just food and body everything Mm -hmm. well tell me more because I need to learn how to do that (laughs) Absolutely. So, an example that's not using the glass. If you look outside your window now, what color is the sky? Blue. Are you are you accepting that the sky is blue? Yeah, I guess so.
1: I mean, I like it, so it's easy to accept it.
0: Right. You've just said something really key there. Because actually, liking something isn't connected to accepting. We just think it is. Girl. What if it was pissing it down with rain and it was gray clouds? Okay. Would you then accept
1: it? No, I wouldn't. <laughs> I wouldn't like You would wish it was different.
0: Yes. Right? Acceptance doesn't mean you like something, but acceptance is the absolute foundation of everything, not just how you perceive your body.
1: Mm. That's so good. That's a really good analogy because it was raining almost every day last week and I was kind of pissed. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and then the next stage comes, right? So let's let's use. I'm going to use the the weather, and then I'm going to come back to the glass for my end one. So the first step is acceptance, surrender, neutrality. It is what it is. Mm -hmm. It's raining. It's raining. The next step is then to choose how you perceive the rain. So you can either be like, "Oh, it's a miserable day. Mm, It's wet," or you can be like, "Okay, wait a minute. There's water, which is our life source." second life source that's um most important for life apart from air that's falling from the sky like a miracle that's pretty cool in and of itself i can take my favorite umbrella i can wear my cute coat like you however you perceive the weather makes a difference on how you feel walking in the rain you can either walk in the rain Moaning about the weather and all of that. Or you can be like, I'm so fucking grateful that I've got this cool umbrella. I'm so grateful that I've got this coat that keeps me dry. And automatically you feel more positive because you're choosing to look through the lens of appreciation and gratitude for what you do have when it's raining. So in context of your body right? You look in the mirror, you don't like what you see. Let's say you've practiced surrender and you're at the stage where you're like, you know what? It is what it is. I fucking hate it, but I'm accepting it. Mm -hmm. Then when you've practiced that and that's quite natural to you, you can then be like, I'm so grateful because someone I know has like literally, and this is like no joke, has like lost the use of their legs in an accident and they no longer can run Mm. or go to the gym or walk And so just taking a moment to connect to gratitude for your legs. And I know this this kind of used to annoy me a little bit when I first started doing this because people would be, it depends how it's delivered. I'll be grateful for what you have as if they're implying you're not. And I also used to have this feeling like, but I'm human. And so I know not everyone has this, but I deserve and I should have a working body. So why do I need to spend time being grateful for things that I should have anyway? Mm -hmm. as the human and once I got over that I started to really appreciate my arms to be able to hug loved ones even things like your taste buds enable you to enjoy delicious food like you know when you have a cold and it's really bad and you can't taste and smell
1: how fucking awful is that it it is exactly when you said it I was like oh my god that one time I couldn't taste pizza because I had a cold (laughs)
0: Right. And so to connect to gratitude for all of what your body does for you mm. every day, like some people are deaf, some people are blind, like you get to see and to hear and just connect to like how how wondrous life is and your body gets you to experience all of that. So you've gone from hating acceptance and surrender to Feeling pretty great. Still don't like the way you look and that's all fine for now, but actually pretty grateful for the fact I've got two legs. I can go to the gym. I can, you know, that's a good place to be. Not everyone has that. So already you're starting to feel better and better in your body. And there's two stages left. The next stage comes deep love. Mm. So the way you love your children, the way you love your pets, unconditional love. That doesn't necessarily mean you love the way you look. But it's unconditional love. So if you're talking about the weather, you'd be so in love with the fact that you're alive on planet Earth and we have seasons and then the rain, waters, the plants and all of that. So it goes like deeper than gratitude. In terms of your body, you would deeply love your body and yourself because you are who you are. I have big legs. I have cellulite on my legs. That's okay. I used to hate that. But that makes me me. That's unique to me in my body in my shape and my, my high, I'm quite short. I'm five foot two and a half. That's short. I used to wish I was taller for ages, but actually that's who I am. And you start to just love yourself the way that you love a loved one. Yeah. And then with the water analogy with the glass, the love for that would be again, a deep gratitude of I'm so grateful that I get to have a glass with water in it. And I love the fact that I'm in a financial position to have a house and to have a water and to have a glass. Mm. And the last step comes body positivity. And that is where style and everything comes into play because you can have that glass with two ounces of water in it. You can then, if you want to paint the glass, you can like put the sugar rim around the glass, you can put a straw in it, you can make it look really funky and fashionable with things that you love and like to dress that glass up. But ultimately, if you didn't accept that there was a glass with two ounces of water in there, well, how the hell can you then enjoy decorating said glass? Mm -hmm. And so that's where fashion comes in, is to just experiment and see it as like a creative endeavor with colours and and this is where they need to your support, because I also have no idea what I'm doing with this type of stuff. <laughs> and to play with it and to walk out into the world, knowing that you haven't got the perfect body, not giving a shit about that anymore. I mean, there's work to get to that place, but enjoying clothes, for what they are. You don't
1: have to wait until you've lost weight to enjoy clothes. Oh. Now. Yes. I tell people that's actually one of the biggest comments I get a lot is like, Oh my God, I want to work with you, but I really want to lose weight first or I won't Mm -hmm. buy myself clothes because I want to lose weight first. And I think that's actually the worst thing you could do. Cause I think that's like you saying like that put in my, how I perceive this right now. Also I'm kind of thinking of like the emotional vibrational scale. If I say that, then I'm just like knocking myself back to that beginning of that continuum of here's a glass of water and I don't like it. (laughs) Right. And so I won't even try to build gratitude for it. And I won't try to get to the unconditional part and I won't, um, well, then I'm not going to decorate it because I don't feel those things for it.
0: Exactly. And then what, what your clients and I used to do the same, what your clients are doing then when they say those things is they're actually Cementing and deepening their unworthiness Mm. to their body size, because let me ask you this: Do you think your clients would happily buy new clothes if they lost weight and their clothes were too big? Yes, most of us would just be like, "Of course, I would treat myself to a wardrobe with money I don't have if I lost weight." Mm. Well, why you? right? Why are you then not deserving just because you're in a bigger body than you want to be? So So, you're actually perpetuating the cycle of no confidence and lack of self-worth when you're not going out there and being like, you know what? I may not love the way my body looks, but I goddamn well deserve to dress in a way that I love to dress. And then you know, Katie, this is why you do what you do. When you wear something and you feel like really fashionable and on fire and confident, however it is you want to feel, that then creates and opens the door for body positivity, gratitude, self-love, and then you're constantly on a spiral upwards. Whereas if I will not buy clothes and I lost weight, well, you're going to be literally stuck forever. Trust me. I've been there.
1: I'm there. No, I'm joking. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I'm joking. I'm not. (laughs) But That's exactly goes back to what you said is the only thing you can control is your reaction, right? So if you're saying that now you're perpetuating that reaction of, well, I won't do it because I can't do it and I will never do it. And then now it's like, you make better choices and, and like you said, insert whatever word you want to insert, like sexy, strong, beautiful, if fashionable is one of your words, um, whatever that word is. And then like, feel it. And I know it's funny, like what you said earlier about like, oh, people would say this and it would really piss me off. Like, that's how I felt in the beginning of like, when people talk about manifesting and they're like, oh, your thoughts create your reality. It was like Mm -hmm.
0: this
1: shit, but it's fucking true. Like what you just said, it's the only thing I can control. So then I don't let myself buy the clothes and I won't let myself spend the money on the clothes then now because I don't have the clothes, it impacts every other fucking thought and decision I have and I'll never get it. So I actually am manifesting how much I hate my body self or whatever. Yes, absolutely.
0: Because we attract what we believe about ourselves. Mm -hmm. End of story. And so if we believe that we're only worthy and deserving and only worthy and deserving of new um, clothes, if we lose weight, we're going to be stuck there. Also, the way the brain works... This is a bit deep here, but it's going to be really helpful to share. Your brain is a tool, just like your liver is a tool, your kidney is a tool that your body uses. It's an organ. Your mind, however, is different to your brain. So the brain thinks automatically, and that's just what the brain does. However, when you choose conscious thought, because thought is different to thinking, that's when you create a whole new reality. Because If, as Dr. Joe Dispenza says, if you want to change your personal reality, you have to change your personality. Mm -hmm. Your personality is your identity, your beliefs, your feelings, your actions, your behaviors, and therefore your reality.
1: Okay. I am taking so many fucking notes. I can't. (laughs) You're, I love going deep like that. Because to me, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, that's what it is. That's the true connection for me is that. And I love what you said around um, personality, it's your personal reality, like emotions or energy, emotion. Like all of these things, we hear these words on a daily basis and we just take them at face value. But the yeah. meaning of it is so much deeper than that.
0: It is. And if you look at like, if I'm imagining one of your clients, perhaps, because again, I've experienced this myself, let's say they've signed up to it with you. You've shown them some awesome clothes and the, with the colors that they li- that they love and they're in the mirror and they've got these clothes on and their usual old pattern of thoughts are coming up like, oh, it looks stupid on you. It doesn't look like the model. Like I've been there. It's like just naturally constantly there mm-hmm. because, and again, let's go deep here because I need to, to explain what I want to say here. In life, nothing means anything unless you give it a meaning. What has happened is, through dogma, through society, the patriarchal, we have a a societal consensus that skinny equals good and fat equals bad. And this is attractive. All of that, which feels so true to you because we've been conditioned and wired to believe that. So if you look in the mirror, and I use this so much with my body confidence journey, and I would look and my first reaction would be, oh, you told me sticking out. Oh, you can see all of the, the stuff that I used to hear in my own head. I would remind myself, wait, nothing means anything. It's all bullshit anyway. So why don't I choose a story to tell myself That makes me feel like a fucking queen because it's all bullshit anyway. So instead of (laughs) believing the story of like, well, you can't wear this dress because of this. And and I was like, wait, that's a fucking story. I'm going to choose to even pretend to start with like, I'm a queen and like, it doesn't matter what my body looks like. I'm just going to own this dress. And I started acting as if I was believing my own new story because it's bullshit anyway. But then you feel better. People are attracted to you. You're confident. And then you're like, wait, I can live in this new story. I feel better. I'm confident. I feel sexy. People treat me differently, all because I'm choosing to live in this new story that I'm creating for myself. So you can literally choose Mm -hmm. what story you want to play out because they're all bullshit anyway nothing means anything
1: they're all bullshit the ones that you believe now the ones that society taught you the ones that you choose to believe that are better it's none of that shit matters exactly (laughs) I was thinking about that the other day and I was like it literally doesn't fucking matter like it doesn't but it will feel like the weight of the fucking world is on your shoulders and I had to do that work when I left my job corporate and was he- heading to starting a business. And I didn't know in that darkness where I didn't know I was going to start a business, but I wasn't ready to go back to corporate. And it was all the things that anyone had ever told me about, like, you need it. You're 40, you're 401k. You're never going to retire, blah, blah, blah. And I, at night, I'd wake up in the middle of the night and I'd be like, Katie. Katie this is all bullshit. It's all bullshit. This is all bullshit that someone else made up. Like you get to choose. Yes. You get to yes. choose. And you're not gonna do it like anyone else and it doesn't matter. Like, oh, you know, you have to do this or you have to do that, like, uh. But I have one thing you said that reminds me of something that one of my clients said that was fucking gold. She said, why if I'm, um, she had a baby and she's gone up in sizes and she was like, why if I'm a size 10, does that bother me? But if I'm a size 30, I have no fucking feeling about it because like in America, we do the like six, eight, 10, 12, 16, you know, 20 sizes. We don't do the inches as much in our waist. Right. She was like, and I was like, because you've never, you have chosen to not have an agreement with what being a 30 or a 31 or a 32 means because we don't use Mm -hmm. that sizing, Regularly or all the time, we throw out shit like, "Oh, I'm a 16," or "Oh, 14 is over is plus size," even though that's an average size of American woman. And I was, and she was like. She was like, that was my aha today. She was like, I was shopping in a different store and she's being really, I just applaud her so much because her sizing has changed and it's all relative, right? Like people could be listening and be like, I wish I was an eight or I wish I was a 10. But if you've gone up, you've gone up and we all have our own mental agreements with what that means. She's had a baby and she's her third one and she's really, um, really focused on thriving in her life. And she's like, I'm going to buy myself new clothes through all phases of this journey. And like, I refuse to let myself get lost in this journey of, cause I've done that the other two times I had kids and she, and so she's been dropping these gems on me and I'm like, God damn it. She was like, I, this bothered me. She was like, but I was shopping in the jeans store and the jeans were only sold in like 30, 31, 32. And she's like, and I realized in yeah. that moment, like, I don't have a problem with that because I don't even know what the fuck that means. Cause I don't have a story around yes. it. <laughs>
0: Meaning, amen, like when I used to weigh myself every fucking day in eating disorders, because I'm British, we use stone and pounds because we like to do everything different, apparently. So if if um, my scales went to kilograms, well, I don't know what fucking kilograms, what I've not made kilograms mean anything about me, Mm -hmm. whereas stones and pounds, I made this number mean this about me. And it's so interesting. So when you really understand, and when I realized and deeply understood that life doesn't mean anything unless you want it to mean something, I felt lonely, pissed off and confused. Mm -hmm. But then after feeling that and honoring myself through those feelings, I felt excited, empowered, Because I literally get to create my reality. And I don't care if people are looking at me saying, you're delusional. Well, welcome to my world because I feel happy. I love myself. What would you rather have? Someone outside of you saying, you're crazy, you're not normal, you're delusional, or living in a reality where you're happy and free and empowered because who doesn't want that? You get to choose it. Just literally create a story act as if you believe it, work with a coach to get rid of limiting beliefs and support and all of that. But it's that, it can literally be that simple.
1: Yes. Like the person can call me crazy or delusional then they need to be 10 times happier than me and tell me why you are. Yes, (laughs) If you're not happier than me and you're not living a lifestyle that I personally choose to live, then I don't want to hear your thoughts on my life. Amen to that. Oh my God. This is so juicy. Um, You've dropped so many good gems and I love going super, super deep like this. This is like my favorite fucking part of having a podcast, but we'll bring it back in and we'll reel it in a bit. So all of these things are true. And when I'm in my best, highest self, I'm like, yes, bench, create your own reality. But there's certain times a month when I'm on my cycle, like right before my period, or just like maybe some when I'm really uncomfortable and I'm doing a lot of new things in my business, which feels like all the fucking time, I need really simple, hands-on, practical. Like in my personality, I want someone to just give me a checklist on my worst, on my bad days. I need a checklist. Like what's the fucking checklist of things I can get done that I know will bumped me up a little bit on that emotional scale. So for the person who's like, in theory, all that shit makes a ton of sense. But when I'm spiraling and what you said a second ago really resonated with me is like when some of those big concepts actually hit, I feel depressed because then I feel like, Mm -hmm. what does life really mean? And I can get down all the rabbit holes. (laughs) What does life really mean? And now I'm a little depressed and it's the little teeny micro habits that get me out of that, that keep me feeling good and things like that. So what are your, what are those micro habits for you that work really well for you or work really well for your clients to get them back up into that space?
0: Yeah. If it's body related, I always say, come always, always your foundation is always going to be acceptance So you don't have to like it. You know, like I spoke about before, it's like, Mm -hmm. and also I just want to point out that our bodies make a great scapegoat for life in general. When work doesn't go well, when you're trying to learn something new, it's so easy to just focus on our bodies and almost, this is unconscious, and almost blame our bodies and wish our bodies different because then everything would be better. That's not true. We've just learned that over, over the time. And when they've lost When your clients have lost weight in the past, it feels good. You get validated. You've got evidence in your brain from past experience that that makes things feel better, but that's conditional. It's not true long term. And you're just going to self harm instead of self care. So it's always taking a pause. So when we're in reactive mode, reactively blaming our bodies, reactively feeling this way, if we're just like, okay, I'm just going to pause, how do I choose to respond? To what's going on right now. I'm noticing all these body image thoughts and how fat I look and how gross I am and all of that. Okay, I'm just going to stop a minute and notice those thoughts. What am I going to do now? You don't have to choose toxic positivity because, you know, on, on in all honesty, when you're having a shit day or a shit body image day, toxic positivity is going to piss you off and make you feel worse. Mm-hmm. So it's meeting yourself where you're at without trying to change anything and being like, Stopping, pausing and being like, you know what, sweetheart, I feel this way. And that shit, ouch, that hurts. I'm just going to feel that pain, the shame, the frustration, whatever it is, and feel that and just meet yourself where you're at. And just that and practicing just holding yourself and acceptance can bring so much peace into what you're experiencing. And then there's questions that I ask myself and this kind of isn't isn't related, but every night I get into bed, I ask myself these questions and it just really helps me to focus on what matters the most. And so it might help those that are in the moment mm-hmm. that want to focus on something else. So the first question is, how have I made the world a better place today? Mm, I like that one. That can be literally picking up a piece of litter that someone else has dropped and putting it in the bin. It can mean smiling at someone on the street. It can, the little things are the big things.
1: You are so
0: significant. People think that they don't matter. What is little old me going to do that's going to create a change in the world? You are here for a reason. Whoever created us, God, the universe, whatever it is. Made no mistake, you weren't just like, Oh, whoops, well, that one's fucked, never mind. <laughs> you are here for a reason, and that reason could be to smile at someone to just take time to ask how someone's doing. Number one, how have I made the world a better place today? And if you can't think of one, I'll give you one for everybody. I'm alive, that's how I've made the world a better place today.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: The second question. What have I learned today about myself or just about the world in general? So, you're always learning. So, you could have learned something about nature, something about something you didn't even want to learn, but you've learned something, or it could be something about yourself. Yeah. The third question What am I most grateful for about today specifically?
1: I love it. That. Could
0: be. Today, I walked this morning and it's a bright, I don't know if, yeah, the weather's clear over there. The moon this morning, it was a new moon, in um, a full moon in Leo last night. And it's a gorgeous, beautiful, bright, shining moon. And I just was just taking a moment just to look at that and be like, wow, I'm mm. grateful for that today. And the last question I asked myself, what am I most excited about tomorrow? And then you connect to something you're looking forward to. And when you do those questions and ask yourself those every day, guess what happens to your unconscious mind because it knows you're going to ask those questions.
1: Starts looking for them.
0: It starts looking for something to be excited about, something to be grateful for on that day, how to make the world a better place and how to fucking learn something. (laughs) Automatically, without consciously having to do it, it
1: does it itself. I love that. We started doing that at the dinner table. Um, Three things that you're grateful for, for that day. And they can not be blanket statements. So now like that's for my kids. And of course, now that turned into them arguing over what's blanket and what's (laughs) not blanket. But it was like, no blanket statements. No, like, I'm grateful for my mom or I'm grateful to be alive. Like in this moment today is something that very specifically happened today to you. Like if you're grateful for your mom, but what did your mom do today that made you feel grateful? And that has been a game changer for me.
0: Yeah. It's the way the RAS works, like your reticular activating system in your brain. And this will work with fashion and clothing too. If you're constantly looking in the mirror and choosing to find one thing you like about your appearance, Mm -hmm. just one thing, it can literally start off with like your eyes or your hair or It can start with something like as as easy as that. What happens is because you're consciously choosing to look for something you like about yourself, your unconscious mind, the RAS, will go about finding another thing you like about yourself because your unconscious mind is a slave to your conscious mind. So if you've ever put your house up for sale, then all of a sudden, every Tom, Dick, and Harry's house is for sale. And you're like, what? Why are there so many houses for sale? Well, you didn't, they were already for sale, but because she wasn't consciously focusing on houses for sale, you didn't see them because your brain filters what's important to you. So if you're focusing on everything you hate about yourself, well, you're just going to get more of what you hate about yourself. If you're like, right, I want to change my reality. Therefore, I'm going to choose... To concentrate on finding things I like about whatever you want to change in your reality, you will find them because your brain's like a slave to you. It's like, oh, this is important to her, therefore I'm gonna find these and, and show them to her. Your brain hasn't got an interior motive. It's it doesn't, it's just neutral. It's just like a tool. So use the
1: tool to your advantage and then live in a different reality. That that happens. I needed that reminder because, and I think that answers my next question. My last question I was going to ask you was, how do I feel comfortable? And by I, I mean, everyone listening, how do I feel comfortable with looking at myself in the mirror naked or, you know, with minimal amounts of clothes on, but I love what you just said. It's like, put your bra and underwear on and look at yourself in the mirror and find the one thing that you're grateful for or that you do like about your body. And also, forgiveness can help.
0: So to start off from a foundation of like, I used to stand in the mirror naked, not like what I saw, but I'd go from head to toe, without judging myself and making myself wrong. I would lovingly forgive every thought I'd had, every comment I made that was an insult or that was negative towards a part of my body, and and you can imagine it was probably my whole freaking body at one point. I would be like, I'm sorry arms for always hiding you and saying that you're too big I'm just sorry and I love you and just go down your whole body apologizing Mm. to every part of you that you've ridiculed before and just send love to yourself that's the foundation and just forgive and then you can start to choose right you know what I love about the way I look today the way my hair catches the light or the way, I don't know, sometimes my tattoos look really vibrant and sometimes they look really old and they're all flaky. Like who the hell knows? Like just find all the way your ass is, like whatever, if you look for it, I mean, I'm not religious, but in the Bible, isn't it like whatever you look for, ye ye shall find or something. Something like
1: that. It's true. true. I, I mean, I agree. And like what you said, like that example of, religion woo universe like that example of putting your house up for sale and then everyone houses for sale like Mm -hmm. it's so fucking true like I need that reminder like in business sometimes like someone will present something to you. And you're like, I have that literal same fucking idea. Oh, everybody's doing it. And it's like, no, Katie, you're being presented that because this is what you're supposed to be doing right now. And your ass is resisting it. (laughs) Get your shit together. Resistance
0: is feedback. And I love resistance because I've got to the stage in my personal and spiritual development journey now where whenever I feel fear, I'm like, Right, I'm going to run into that fear because at the other side of fear lies freedom. Mm -hmm. Oh, I have resistance to that. Why is it? Is it because it's genuinely not right for me? Or is it because I'm allowing fear to get in the way? And then when you realize and remind yourself that nothing fucking means anything, you can meet yourself with humor and vulnerability and just do it anyway. And who the fuck even cares? I mean, really just do it just do it feel the fear do it anyway there's freedom waiting for you on the other side wear the dress message the man and random shit's coming out now go on <laughs> holiday sell your house <laughs> leave your job do it
1: so i can do it okay i need to hang out with you more um, because i just love you Thanks. so i'm hanging out with you more everyone wants to hang out with you more where are we hanging out with you at
0: come and hang out with me on social media victoria Kleinsman. Everywhere and on Instagram, it's Victoria Kleinsman official because unfortunately, my original one got hacked and I had to start all over again. But you know, you either get what you want or get what you need, so lessons learned for sure. And my website, Victoria Kleinsman, and my podcast is called The Body Love Binge Food Freedom and Body Love Podcast. And I go deep because I can't stay surface level because otherwise, nothing really changes. You know what I found out today, Casey, when I was listening to an audiobook. You know what, where the word radical comes from? Mm. So radical is from a Latin word, radic, something like that. And that means the the root, the the core of something. So radical acceptance is going right to the core of like why you can't accept and being with that and healing that to then be able to radically accept anything and everything. And
1: I thought that's something I've learned today that's yeah there you go so you're gonna put that on your list yeah that's so good I love that though and I love what you said about like the, I go deep so you go deep on the podcast because you can't keep it service level I need to put your podcast honestly top of my list, I
0: give so. too much value away on my podcast like I just can't help it it's who I am but if you if you want to go deep into self-love food freedom body image Hit hit me up on my podcast, The Body Love Binge. I always DM my um, people who DM me. I always message them back with a voice note personally. So reach out to me. How can I help you? You can sign up to my free taste test on my website. Loads of modules for free. Come hang out with me.
1: I'm fun. You're so you're so amazing. Um, Thank you so much. And. This has been just such a joy and a pleasure and thanks for playing with me today and you dropped so many gems so you definitely filled up my bucket today so I hope everyone got everything that they needed for this and just thank you. Thank you Katie, thank you to your
0: listeners as well, much love.